Welcome back to PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries in Smyrna, Delaware, and we are going to be bringing you weekly sermons and our midweek services, as well as podcasts and interviews that we think are going to empower and enrich your life. When you're done listening, feel free to share with someone else, because you never know what impact the word may make. Be blessed. So good to be with you on tonight. I'm elated to see you, and I'm sure you're able to see me. And I'm excited about this night of hope. This is the last couple of days of this year, and many people have been challenged in this area of hope. But I'm trying to tell you, this has been an extraordinary year. I don't know about you, but it's been a year of uh, encouragement, challenge, growth, uh, maturity. In life, God has been doing some amazing things in us and through us. And I'm telling you, I have great expectation and motivation to continue to live. I found out in this year that I want to live. Is there anybody out there that wants to live? I'm telling you, with all the death around us and all the tragedy and all the situations, what I found out on the core of my being is that I still want to live. Amen. I am, we are working, we're pressing, we're protecting our lives and with masks and disinfected. And why are we doing all these things? Because ultimately we want to live. All of the things and distractions have been moved out of the way this year. It has been brought down to a summation of clarity. This has been a year of clarity, a year of hope. And the expectation that I have as we enter into the finish of this year and into next year is I came to an easy understanding that I want to live. Is there anybody out there that still wants to live? Amen. I believe you do. And that's why we are protecting ourselves. That's why we're doing what we're doing, because ultimately we want to live. And I just don't want to live to survive. I want to live and thrive. I believe in the midst of this pandemic, God is still in the business. He's in the business of blessing and increasing and manifesting and motivating and overwhelming his people. I've heard testimony after testimony. As a matter of fact, even me, myself, and I have seen the increase in the overflow of God working in my situation. I would have never thought he would have done it this way, but he has done it anyway. Come on, say that with me. I never would have thought he would have done it this way, but he done it anyway. And so let's go to the book of Jeremiah and hear the word of the Lord for a couple of moments. And let's see if we can receive some hope. If I were to pull a word or a thought out of the letter H, I would say he will handle it. Come on. He will handle it. That's my HH tonight. That's my H for hope. I'm declaring and decreeing that he will handle it. Now, who is he? Uh, it's not just God. It's Christ. It's the Lord. It's Jesus. I'm, to, I'm encouraging you on tonight that no matter what it is, I think he's already proven himself. But if he has not quite proven himself this year was a proving yourself year for Jesus. He has proven himself to me, and I'm sure he has proven himself to you too. Let's say it all together. He will handle it. Amen. Let's go to Jeremiah 29 and let's read the word of the Lord real quick and let's see what God has to say. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, I read King James. I know we have different versions, but I'm still reading the King in the James. And so here we go. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace 
and not of evil to give you an expected end. Praise God. Then, uh, then shall, uh, let's read that one more time. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Glory to God. Do you understand that God's thoughts toward us were good? Can you understand what I'm saying to you? That God's thoughts toward you were good this year. In the midst of all the chaos, in the midst of all the struggle, in the midst of all of the unforeseen future, in the midst of all the disappointments, God said, I have been thinking about you and my thoughts have not been evil, but they have been good. And so that encourages me to encourage you on tonight that Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Oh my goodness. You talking about he will handle it tonight. I'm trying to tell you that God says, he tells me to tell you that he has an expected end already for you and me. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. What God has already predestined and preordained in this season has already been done. God is going to bring us to what? Our expected end. The enemy wants to bring us to our doom. He wants to bring us to depression. He wants to bring us to feeling sorry for ourselves. But why should we do that? when we have a God that will bring us to our expected end. And that's all that matters in this season that I get to where God is already predestined for me to be. Now, look, I would have never thought this would have been the hallway of taking me to my next door. This year of 2020 has been a hallway taking me to my next door of destiny. But the thing about it is God does not want you to get stuck in the hallway. I'm telling you, there's a door coming. If you just keep on moving, if you keep on walking, if you keep on pressing, if you keep on believing, that door will show up. I know the hallway can be a little dark sometimes, but understand the hallway's purpose is to take you from point A to point B. Let's get to B. Let's get to the place that God wants us to be. Let's press toward the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Come on. Come on. Somebody shout with me. He will handle it. Praise God. I'm talking about hope tonight. I'm talking about expectation. I'm talking about my life is not over. Matter of fact, I don't know about you, but I got a lot to live for. They used to sing the song. I have so much to live for. I have so much to live for. I look around. I look at my family. I look at my friends. I look at the business I'm running. I look at the church. I look at everything God has blessed me with. I am grateful and I'm not ready to move off the scene right now. Come on. Somebody shout. I want to live. Come on. Declare with me. I want to live. Come on. Say with me one more time. I want to live. Put it in your comments real quick. I want to live. Amen, somebody. I want to live. Let's continue to believe God in this season. Let's go to another scripture real quick. Amen. We've got a lot of great speakers coming on tonight, and I don't want to take up all of their time. So let's go to Hebrews. Let's go to, let's go to Hebrews 6 and 19 real quick, and we'll see what thus saith the Lord. In the book of Hebrews 6 and 19, I'm going to share a word with you real quick here. It says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that which within the veil. 
whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The word of the Lord is so powerful because he says, let me tell you something, when you have and I have hope, it affects the soul. When you have hope, it anchors the soul because, you know, the soul has the emotions. It has it has the emotions, the, the intents, it has the impulses, the, you know, so, hey, Mackin, how are you? You, you? you have, hey, Belinda, you have the ability, Marsha, God bless you. Uh, you have, you have to understand that we are finite beings with a supernatural spirit. And so when you have hope, which is connected to your belief. When you believe God is with you and for you, you understand it settles your soul. It brings your soul into order to the supernatural destiny and purpose of your life. When you have hope, but when people lose hope, they lose the stability of their soul. They lose the stability of their, their, their feelings and emotions and impulses. When we lose hope, we do destructive, disastrous things we think things that are not uh, encouraging and powerful. But when you have hope, amen, you start planning for tomorrow. You start, your expectation changes. Your attitude is sweeter. You're nicer, amen, not only to people, but you're nicer to yourself. You don't self-destruct. You don't self-sabotage. When you have hope, you're making the plans, amen, that God has already preordained and expected for yourself. Let's believe God, amen, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that which within the veil. This is a season to be sure about your faith, to be steadfast about your walk with God. This is a time that we do not have time to be questioning all of the all of the seasons, years, prayers, studies, Bibles, preaching, um, services, all the teaching, training that have brought you to this place right now is for this place right now. You have studied and prayed and tarried and purged and fasted. You have gone without you. You have the right to have hope and believing that all things are going to work together for your good. Come on, say it, with me, say it with me one more time. He will handle it. Amen, somebody. Come on, say it with me one more time. Say, he will handle it. Say it again. He will handle it. Is my time about up? Praise God. Oh, I'm good. All right. God is moving by spirit. I got another scripture for you. Psalms 42. Let's go to the word of the Lord again. Ah. I'm going to jump on here. I had to get my shouting music on because you were Amen. encouraging me so much. I just had Amen. to tell you. Keep going. Amen. Am I, am, I, am I okay? I can keep on going? You're okay. You're All right. Psalms 42. Here we go, everybody. Psalms 42. I'm flipping into my word because I got hope, y'all. <laughs> Come on, you might not have the money you want, but hope will create the money. You might not have the relationships you want, but hope will create godly relationships. Come on, your expectation, amen, will create a manifestation. Say that with me. Your expectation will create manifestation. Say it one more time. Your expectation will create what? Manifestation. If you don't expect anything, 
nothing's going to show up. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you sow expectation, you shall reap manifestation. Let's go to the word of the Lord, Psalms 42. Amen. I feel my time moving. Glory to God, Psalms 42. Glory to God, glory to God. Here we go, here we go. Oh my goodness, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right here. Oh God, I thank you. I feel the hope of God. All right. It says in the 11th verse, the last verse chapter, the last verse of that Psalms, it says, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, mm. for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance, my God. You know what? I think sometimes we have made the mistake. I have made the mistake of having putting hope in finite things. Sometimes I put hope in a paycheck. I put hope in my physical strength. I put hope in my influence. I put hope in my job, in my in in, in my abilities and my talents. I put hope even in other people. And many times I find myself being disappointed. But the word of the Lord didn't say put hope in any of those things. It said put your hope in God. In this season, if like no other season, we need to make sure our hope and expectation is in God. Can I get an amen, somebody? As long as you are focusing and putting your expectation on God, because, you know, you know, heaven and earth may pass away, but not one jot nor one tittle of God's word shall fall to the ground or pass away. In other words, if you put your hope in the right thing, you'll, you will avoid disappointment. Disappointment comes from unfulfilled expectations. In other words, many times we have ex we have caused ourselves to believe in things that cannot bring us to the manifestation. But if you focus back on God, Osha, if you focus back on the Spirit of God in your life, if you put if you put your hope in God, you shall find not disappointment, but you'll find manifestation. I hear the Holy Ghost right now. Let's keep on moving, y'all. Y'all want a little bit more word? Let's go to Psalms 31 and 24. Psalms 31. Psalms 31. We're moving on. We're moving on. My time is just about out. You got some great speakers that's going to follow me because my word for the day is to you is that he will handle it. Whatever it is. I know you've been trying to make it happen, but I'm telling you right now, what's the word say? Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for him. What's the other word? Lay aside the weight and the sin that may so easily beset you so you can what? Run this race with patience. In other words, I'm telling you, he will handle it. The H in hope is he will handle it. Let's go to Psalms 31 and 24. See what the word of the Lord says to us. There is no Psalms 31 and 24. Um, let's see. I messed up there. Um, it's it is 24. It says, it says, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All, the, all ye that hope in the Lord. Let's go over the conditions here. You cannot get the latter part of this scripture 
unless you unless you practice the, the the a part of the scripture the a part of the scripture says be of be of good courage that's what you got to practice and he shall strengthen your heart all ye that hope in the lord you got to have courage come on we in a season and a time y'all whoo this is not for the faint of heart we as the believers in jesus christ we must have courage amen those who have courage that be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart all ye that hope in the lord hope in god hope in the lord put your trust in god in this season i know we're not able to gather like we used to you're not able to listen to your spirituals or your worship music but inside of you david had a moment in his life and i'm gonna close right here david had a moment in his life when he came back off of the field of battle, he came back home in his imagination. I can only imagine David's expectation to see his wives and his children. He was he was excited about the food that was going to be prepared for him. He was coming off of the road, amen, and he was coming back into his home. And as he enters into town, the, he sees the smoke and the burning sensation. He sees the smog of smoke of his town being burned up, his house being demolished. And he enters into and sees everything gone. His family disappeared. Incredible, disastrous moment. And the next thing you know, his men are now looking at him, almost ready to lift up stones to stone him because of their, they're so overwhelmed by the loss of their family and their goods that they don't know what to do. How many of us right now have lived in 2020 and had a moment when you did not know what to do? I'm here, y'all. I can tell you I had moments in 2020 that I did not know what to do. But David, he blessed me because David, instead of yielding to the emotions of his soul, he ran and fell on his face and took his ephod and put his prayer cloth on and entered into the holies of holies of prayer and cried out to God for instruction in direction. In this season, this has been a season and a time that we need to hear God. This is the time that we need to put our ephod on. This is a time that we need to consecrate ourselves. This is a time that we need to pray without ceasing. David came out of prayer with a word from the Lord. Go, overtake, and take back everything you lost. Woo! Can I receive that word? Can you receive that word? I believe we can. The word of the Lord is being released. Go and overtake and take back everything you've lost. This is the year that he will handle it. Grace and peace, everybody. I thank y'all for listening to my couple minutes of sharing on the letter H. Amen. I declare and decree that he will handle it. God bless you. Back to you, Minister Rochelle. E-Banks. E e e oh my goodness. Y'all, I'm, I'm with y'all in the comments. Amen, amen, and some more. Y'all, I went while he was speaking and I just put on my praise playlist. And so while he was talking, I was praising my way through. Okay. He said he will handle I said he will handle it. <laughs> you gotta back yourself up. <laughs> Come on now, he will handle it. <laughs> okay, that's when you know you real churchy, right? It's okay. If you churchy, just own it. I, I grew up churchy. It's okay. But at the end of the day, it's not just church, it's a word. He will handle it. Okay. And so I was blessed by that. But there is more in store for us tonight because we just got to the letter H, y'all. And y'all know hope is a four-letter word. So in the next 
section, we're going to be talking about O, all right? And we are going to be bringing to the stream our very own Elder Marlene Brown. Amen. Thank you, Minister Ebanks. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is such a powerful thing today to talk about hope with all the uncertainty in the world and everything that we are facing in our own personal lives and in the world. That is the one thing that we have to hold on to. The scripture says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And as I embark upon the world and meeting people and seeing people, we, sat, we have a lot of people in the world who are sick because they have lost hope. They had hope at one time, but 2020, I believe the enemy came in with a demonic plague and demonic mindset to get the hope of the people to drain that out. And so we thank God for the hope factor tonight. So my letter is O, and it's so powerful today. Um, I was thinking about the concept of the letter O, and this scripture came to me and it's so powerful, John 17, one through 13. And so I'm going to read a little bit of that. And then I'll just go into the points because like Bishop said, we have some awesome speakers that are coming after me and I want to be blessed. just like I was blessed by our bishop. So powerful. I need to know that God will handle it. So this is so awesome. So um, John, St. John 17, one um, through 13. I'm going to read a little bit of that. I'll probably skip around just a little bit um, so I can stay within my time frame. And this is the Passion Translation. I love the Passion Translation. I think it. I, all of God's translations, I believe, are applicable for our lives. But I just happen to love this uh, one. I think it's so you can apply it. And, it's, and I think it brings it home for people who are not churchy, like I was brought up as well. I think they get a greater understanding. So 17 and 1 reads like this. Passion Translation. This is what Jesus prayed as he looked up into heaven. Father, the time has come. Unveil the glorious splendor of your son so that I will magnify your glory. Verse two, you have already given me authority over all people so that I may give the gift of eternal life to all those that you have given to me. This is so powerful. Verse three, eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God and to know that and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the son of whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. So powerful by faithfully doing everything you've told me to do. Jesus is saying, I, 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 I did my assignment. I tried to, I fulfilled my assignment. And so verse five says, so my father restored me. So far, so my father restored me back to the glory that we shared together when we were face to face. Oh my God. Before the universe was created. Oh, I mean, that's a whole nother lesson about Jesus and him being unveiled. And he, and it was all Jesus and God are one, the oneness of Jesus and God. That's, that's whole something different. But then verse six says, father, I have manifested who you really are. And I have revealed you to to the men and women that you gave to me. That's us, y'all. Yes, he's talking to the disciples. Yes, he's talking about those, but that's us in the now. The men and women that you gave to me, that's so powerful, I feel God, that's us. They were yours and you gave them to me. Oh my God, they were yours. The oneness of God and Christ 
the oneness of us with God. Come on here. The creation of high grade. They were yours, but you gave them to me, he said. And they have fastened, they have fastened your word firmly to their hearts. Woo. And now at last, they know that everything I have is a gift from you. Come on here, y'all. The oneness, the hope of the oneness in God. And, and verse eight says, and the very words you have given to me to speak, I have passed on to them and they have received your words and carry them to their hearts. Come on here. And they are convinced that I have come from your presence. We're one. And they have fully believed that you sent me to represent you. Oh my God, the oneness, woo, the oneness. So with deep love, woo, I pray for my disciples. That's us. Come on here. You got to bring it home. I'm not asking on behalf of the unbelieving world. Come on here. We're in the world, but we're not of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for those who belong to you, we belong to God. Those you have given me, God gave us to Christ. This is so powerful. This is so powerful. For all who belong to me now belong to you. This is the oneness, y'all, of hope, the hope in Christ. Woo, hope in Christ, hope, the glory, come on here. And my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. Holy Father, I am about to leave this world to return to be with you and my disciples will remain here. So I ask, that's for us, we're his disciples. So I ask that my power, that the, by the power of your name, come on here, protect each one that you have given me and watch over them so that they will be united as one, even Come on here as we are one. Woo! Isn't that powerful? Even as we as one. First, my point, if you're writing, Jesus' commitment on us becoming one as he and the Father was one. That's so powerful. When he said up in that verse, he said, I'm going to. I'm going to give, I'm really giving back to you. I, I can't really give them back to you because they were yours in the beginning. Come on here. But I'm going to give them back to you because that is the representation of the oneness of God. Woo! The oneness of Jesus woo, through God, God in Christ. God in Christ, I'm getting happy over this, the oneness of God. That's why there are many times people don't understand the oneness when they hear ministers or bishops say, we are God in the earth. They get tight. They get tight because they don't understand that Jesus understood the revelation. Come on here. That we were one through him in God. Woo! We were one through him in God. And even in the earth, he said, not, not those that don't belong to you. Come on here. That's why when we say we're all God's children, there are some people that's debatable. The, uh, the, uh, theological is debatable because some people say we're not all God's children. We are all God's creation. We're all God's creation. Come on here. But I'm not talking about those that don't belong to you. I'm not talking about those that are in the world, that, that have taken on the form of this world, that have, that lived through the system of Babylon. I'm not talking. I'm talking about those. Come on here. I want to go back to the scripture. I'm talking about those that understand, those that have carried and they have firmly taken your word. I want you to make them to understand, help them. I'm praying that, that you would help them to understand that they are one with you. Woo. And this is the part that I love when he said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come on back and I want you, I want us to be one again. 
that we shared, the, the, the glory that we shared together when we were face to face before the universe was created. Woo! Now, now understand the concept. Understand the concept. He said before anybody knew that it would be Emmanuel, I feel God, I'm watching my time, God with us, there was a oneness, come on here, that you and I had. And that same oneness, this is so powerful what Jesus did and what he de what He declared. My point and, 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 and point two is that Jesus prayed. He prayed for the oneness. We like to talk about the miracles of Jesus. We like to talk about him turning water into wine, but don't nobody want to talk about that Jesus prayed. Come on here. We talk about the prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, but he prayed a prayer that would make, bring us to the realization that we are one, I feel God, in Christ. That's why in this hour now, our hope is not in anything that is happening in the secular world or any conspiracies or ideas. Theologies. Our hope is built on nothing less, come on here, than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Jesus was praying through his righteousness. He was praying for the disciples. And this is a, a concept that I really researched in, into. Yes, they were his disciples on the earth. Then they walked with him. They saw Jesus. They became apostles. But we are disciples now, come on here, that Jesus prayed that we would have the hope of oneness. This prayer is a prayer of hope. Do you hear me? This is a prayer of hope that we would understand that we are one with Jesus. So my point too is his prayer of committing us to himself and the father. He said, you gave them to me. They belong to me now, but I'm going to give them back to you. Come on here. I'm going to, I want them to understand that their connection, come on here, to the oneness of who they are. Yes, it came through me, but from the beginning of time, come on here. God had a plan of creation that we would all be one. God has always been, if you want to say, it, he's always been a God of family. He's always been the God of the hope of oneness. That's why he loves family. That's why the enemy comes to destroy family because family should be the dynamic of the oneness. Come on here. Of Jesus, Jesus and God. Come on here. The son of God, the father, that should be it. And so then uh, uh, point number three, the, the, the revealing Come on here, the revealing of the assignment of oneness, his assignment. He let him know, I fulfilled my assignment. My assignment was to come to the men and women. Come on here. My assignment was to come and bring the hope of glory. Come on here. To bring the hope of glory, to bring men and women together in the oneness of who you are. That's why I have to keep telling them over and over again. I need you to know that there was always a oneness between me and my father. And so he wanted that oneness, hallelujah, that we have to be connected to you. You. Woo! I'm going to get off of here because my time is about up. And so I need you to understand. So our three points, Jesus commitment to becoming the commitment of us becoming one as he and the father are one. Number two, his prayer of committing us to himself and the father. Come on here. Number three, the revealing of his assignment of oneness. That was his assignment to bring them together, to bring first he came, he said, I came to my own and my own didn't receive me. I came to them first with the gift of oneness. Come on here. But they didn't understand it. And so now Jesus now Jesus is saying, but now I need you to understand the oneness of who you are, of who you are in Christ, your hope of glory in him. And then for my point for the glory 
of our oneness in the earth. Come on here. We are God in the earth. We are we the, are the example of who Jesus, we are the hands and feet of Jesus. Come on here. And the only way that we will understand that is to understand the oneness. That's why the, the ideologies and the doctrines of Jesus only and all of that, Jesus has never been a part of that Jesus only. We have come to be one. Come on here. We have come. He, Jesus talks about his father. He talks about the father. Come on here. I don't know how they left that out, but he talks about the father and how him and the father are one. I need you to understand tonight that as you move through this life, as you move through this life of hope, your hope is in the oneness of who you are in Christ Jesus. Come on here. Who you are to the Father. When the Father looks at you, he sees the oneness, yes, Lord, of who he created you to be. And I need you to grasp that hope. I need you to grasp that hope as you wake up in the morning that you are the one. Woo! That God said, I'm gonna, I've created them for myself, but I'm gonna give them to you because I need you, Jesus. I need you, son to help them to understand that there is a oneness that they must have, not only between you and me, but each other. Come on here. You cannot say that you love Jesus so much and you don't love your neighbor, or you can't stand your family, or you haven't talked to people in a year. There should be a consistent systemic oneness that you have that comes from Christ. I pray that you understand tonight that your hope has to be filled with the oneness of God. I pray that tonight, the oneness. I think that's so powerful how Jesus said, and, and this is what I want to leave you with. Jesus longed for the oneness so much that he said, I'm ready. I finished I finish my assignment, but I want to come back. Yes, and experience the oneness, the face-to-face -face oneness that you and I had before the universe was created. Let me leave you with this. If you're listening and you don't know God and you don't know him or you fell away or you don't understand or you got slow during the pandemic and you got overwhelmed, I need you to know that you need to get back to that face, I feel God, to that face-to-face -face oneness. Come on here. The intimacy that allows you to understand that you are one with God. And when you are one with God, he desires you to have the best of life and your best of life is going to come through the hope of glory. I love you tonight. Be blessed in Jesus. Thanks for tuning in to another week of PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries Incorporated located in Smyrna, Delaware, where Bishop Duane L. Bull and Pastor Sybil Bull are our senior pastors. Tune back in for another empowering sermon, class, or midweek service experience that we know is going to bless your life. As always, come for the experience.